what's going on everybody uh welcome to another episode of the take podcast uh i'm your host jackson burleson and today's episode i got boston university point guard uh ethan watts uh joining me on the episode appreciate you taking the time man thanks for having me bro nice to meet you um before we get into this uh pod uh make sure to hit the subscribe button uh like the video and uh comment what you guys think and then uh share it with everybody you can and then a spotify version it'll be available uh so link in the description for that and then i'll pop up my social medias on the screen uh so those will be in the description as well and then check out the take.sport.blog i I write a bunch of sports articles on there um so make sure to go check those out uh link in the description will be there but uh let's go ahead and get into it so um how would you assess your team's performance like right now in the year because you guys are sitting at seven and six so how would you assess how you guys done so far um i think we had a a average you know non-conference season um a lot of games that we lost uh you know i feel like we could have won we were in positions to win uh we're just struggling to be you know consistent you know we're all locked in um playing playing a certain way you know we're tough to beat but uh you know right now we're just struggling with the the consistency part of that. So that's, you know, our, our record reflects that. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I think we're, we're, um, you know, we're using that to, to understand what it takes to win. You know, we, we won some big games late. We lost some big games late. So we kind of used it as a learning, learning experience and we're going to move forward from it um, going into our conference play, you know, coming up Friday. So I think it was a good learning experience overall. What do you think uh, are some things you guys do well as a team? Uh, I think we're very unselfish. Um, you know, we we all kind of been around each other for a long time, so we all know each other's games. And, um, you know, we all want to see each other succeed. So it's it's easy playing with a bunch of guys like that. Um, you know, the, the ball's always moving. You know, it never really sticks. And, um, you know, it's, it's a fun brand of basketball to, you know, to be a part of, so... So the and chemistry that, is you know, definitely there. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, this group, I mean, a lot of these guys on this team won this, were a part of the championship team in 2020. Um, and then, you know, with, I think we only have three, three freshmen. So, I mean, that's a, that's an old team. We got four super seniors, you know, what they call it these days, five, five regular seniors. Like we're old. So, um, you know, we've just been through a lot and, uh, all really want to see each other succeed this year, you know, so it's been fun. So you mentioned like kind of experience, uh, you guys have kind of been through it, been through it all. Like what are like some things that have helped you along the way, like this year, since you guys are, are more experienced than some of the younger teams in the country. Um, I think going up to Milwaukee and losing three games in a row, honestly helped us the most. Cause, um, we saw that, you know, we're not as good as we thought we were. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we, I think a, a three and zero stretch there that we were on, won three games in a row. Um, you know, not really playing against great, great teams, but you know, good teams. Um, and we won three in a row, and then we got to Milwaukee, and you know, kind of got punched in the face, and it was good for us. Um, you know, to learn how to respond. Um, me personally, you know, it was a good learning experience for me, you know, to learn how to lead through that and learn how to respond, you know, as a point guard. Um, so I think it helped us overall. But that was definitely the start of us kind of realizing, like, all right, we got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we're a good team, but, you know, there's still pieces to be put together. So, yeah. Yeah. What are some things you think you can improve on as a team, like, throughout? Because you mentioned consistency was, like, one thing you guys struggled doing. Like what's something else like on yeah. the floor in particular? Rebounding, um, for for guards especially, you know myself included, number one. Um, and I was rebounding pretty well early on in the season, like the first couple games, first few games, and then I just you know reverted back to my old ways. I like to stand and watch, or you know come for the outlet a lot. So, um, you know guards rebounding for sure, um, and then just our overall pace um to the game you know we we have possessions where we're playing 
super fast. We're all locked in on defense. So we're playing, you know, super fast on offense and we have possessions where we're playing slow. Uh, you know, everybody's not locked in on the defensive end. And honestly, that all starts in practice, just changing our habits in practice, trying to go hard every single practice, get, you know, something out of every single rep and that'll translate to the game. So that's what we're working on right now. You know, we got the, we got the talent. Um, I think, you know, we know that everyone knows that we got the talent. So it's just being consistent with our, you know, with our approach every day. That's going to help us, you know, get over that hump. So. What are some things you guys are working on, like in practice? Cause I know you said you were in practice yesterday. So what are some things coaches kind of harping on you guys to do better? Uh, I mean, well, we got back from a, a little four day vacation, you know, we got to go home for a few days. So when we got back, it was really just, you know, the first day was just shooting, um, you know, getting the feel for the ball again, just being off for that long. It, it's not that long, but if you're not, you know, playing five on five for four days, you know, throughout the season, it could kind of throw you off a little bit. So just, you know, getting our feel for the game back the first day. And then the second day, we just locked in on defense, um, you know, being able to start in the ball screen. And that's obviously a big part of, you know, basketball nowadays. So uh, tightening that up, you know, with our communication, especially, you know, guards, guards calling the switches, bigs being in the right position, um, you know, slaughter let down. So once we, feel like if we can control the ball screen and we'll be fine defensively. Um, you know, we not really struggling in any other area. Uh, I know I know you mentioned like you guys play fast at times and you guys play slow. Like what are you guys trying to like be in the middle of that? Or are you trying to like play fast like more than you guys no, we're have trying to play trying to play fast. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to play faster. Um I don't think we've played our fastest. You know, we it's terms of like just pushing the ball up the floor, using the pass, um, getting to our spots early, you know, in a possession where there's an early post up or early open three, just because, you know, we're pushing the ball, um, early ball screen, early drag, you know, just just initiating the offense a lot faster because we can create looks that way and then, you know, get on the glass and just have, you know, more possession. So. Um, we've been stressing that, you know, since we since we got here in the summer. And we've been doing all right with it, but we still got, you know, ways to go. And it's just only going to help us because, like I said, we're an old group. So, you know, how each other plays, the faster we're, you know, we're out there playing the, the smoother, smoother to go. I've noticed, like, you guys are pretty decent in, like, transition. Is that where you guys are, yeah. like, most effective? Because you guys get a lot of points from that. Yeah. Transition, transition, we're most effective. Um you know, because we got a lot of guys who are super athletic, um, you know, for our league, especially guys who can get out and run, guys who can knock down shots. Um, so, I mean, just playing with space and transition is what we've been working on. And then, you know, when I, I say pacing, playing faster, I mean, like in the half court transition, like you pointed out, you know, we're we're fine in that area. But in the half court, just getting to our sets, um, you know, a lot faster, doing it with more pace, um, you know, will help us generate more. Well, not more of a better looks. So, yeah, but transition, we're, you know, we're doing all right for sure in transition. What are kind of the primary, like, systems you guys have in place? Like, what do you That's guys far. run? Like, what do you guys run when you get, get into the half court? Like, motion? Like, you guys get into motion? Yeah. Like, what do you guys do? I mean, a ball screen motion, like, nothing too, too crazy, you know. The same thing kind of everybody else runs. We got – um ball screen motion, you know, lifting the big and then just playing out of that um, Chester action. And, you know, we do a lot out of the Chester action. But, yeah, just, you know, it's a pretty free-for-all offense. Um, you know, guys can you know, free to make plays pretty open, you know, space-wise. Space yeah. Like I said, us playing, you know, with each other so long, we go to offense easily. So, yeah. Easy so you have play. been, like, playing a while with these guys, like, you said you mentioned like leadership a little bit. Like, are you one of the more vocal guys like on your team while you're on the court? You're kind of telling people what to do and like where they're supposed to be at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, not necessarily like what to do all the time, where they're supposed to be at, but just being that you know that common presence out there, um, being a guy that's you know been through a lot, college basketball, seen you know seen a lot with, with this group of guys. Um, just being that you know consistent. 
you know, voice that it's never too high, never too low. Um, just right, you know, right there in the middle, right there ready to, you know, talk to guys if they, you know, have a question or, you know, they're confused about someone on the court or, you know, just being there, you know, ready to motivate guys. Um, just more so things like that, you know. I'm not really, you know, telling people what to do all the time because, yep. you know, we're old, so guys know what to do, so. Have you always been, like, a very, like, vocal guy or, like, one of the more prominent leaders since you've, like, came to Boston or did that kind of evolve as your years went on? Um, I mean, like, I've always had that in me, but it's it's definitely evolved and over my time here. Um, you know, my freshman year when I got here, Max Mahoney and Adam McCullough were our two, our two leaders. Um, you know, they were the two seniors on the team and they, you know, did a great job just keeping everybody's heads on straight and keeping everybody focused on the main goal all season. And I learned a lot from that. Um, you know, I sat right next to Adam every single game. You know, I'd go in, I'd come out, sit right next to him, you know, ask him what he sees. Um, definitely evolved. I mean, we, we've had good leaders over the years. Um, guys who lead in different ways, like, you know, Javante and Soup last year kind of led um, you know, more with their actions, more so than vocally. You know, I was still that vocal presence. Jonas is a good, you know, vocal presence. Miles, too. He's a good vocal presence. Um, but we got a lot of guys who lead in different ways. Like Walt, he's not going to say much, but he's going to lead by showing you, you know, this is, you know, how it's supposed to be done defensively or offensively. And, you know, he's stepping into that, you know, vocal leadership role more this year, which is what we need from him, so. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah. So you came in as a freshman and what was your kind of expectation coming in as a freshman? Like, were you expecting to play a whole lot? Like what were like coaches kind of telling you when you were coming in? Um, I mean, they weren't really promising me nothing. They were just, you know, telling me to come in and, you know, earn whatever I get. And that was, my plan originally, I mean, that's how it went. I mean, every freshman coming to college obviously wants to play, like, or they think they're going to play more than they actually are. Like, that's just coming out of high school is so different going into college. Um, but I wasn't expecting anything. I had a good freshman year because I found out, like, what was going to keep me on the court. I wasn't even, like, making shots. Like, we had a max shot, like, 60-something from the field, so he kind of held that down in terms of our scoring along with Javante Wall. Like we had enough scores, so as a freshman, my impact, my biggest impact was defensively. I was just hounding yeah. guys. Um, and once Coach knew he could trust me defensively on the court, I started playing more, finishing games. Um, you know, I started one game just because, you know, I was a smart player who was going to defend, and that's, I think, the biggest thing that – or the biggest transition coming out of high school. Like, you got to be a guard your position. Yeah, in high school you can kind of hide or be the best player. You know you're gonna score the most points, and you, you you're not really looking to play defense anyways. But in college, you know if you can't guard your position, you're not gonna play. So yes, that's Florida State. Would you say like defense was the biggest transition from high school to college? I mean, just the overall like IQ, athleticism, um, and speed. You know. And I mean, that all comes with defense, too. But just those three things overall is is so different. It's like a a month long, you know, transition that you go through. Um, I remember yeah. being my practice is looking around like, dang, everybody got to slow down. Um, but then, you know, now I see myself as a senior and the freshman looking at us the same way. So it's it's just a, like a thing you got to go through. But those yep. are definitely the three biggest things that are different. IQ for sure, because. I mean, like you, like you lot, you go and watch high schoolers playing. It's a lot of dribbling, and yeah, it's like a lot of shots that they should take. That it's a lot of ISO. Themselves. Yeah, a lot of ISO game where it's just like you know when you get to college, it's gonna be catch and shoot. You know, you, you got a couple seconds to make a move. You know, quick decisions and stuff like that that high schoolers don't really understand right now. It's it's just a different game, so. Yeah, because you're just relying on like two, three players to get you twenty. Just, like, I mean, pure talent. 
which is like good because you need that, you know, aspect to your game when you get to college. Like you need that confidence and, you know, that, you know, whatever your game is, you need that bag, you know, coming in. The, I mean, come, coming out of high school, going into college, you need that, yep. that bag. But it's definitely got to be, you know, you just got to understand the game more. It's, you know, simplify, which is going to make you yeah. look better. So I kind of understood that. Coming out of high school, I understood that because I played with, you know, two other guys who scored a thousand points as well. So uh, it was easy for me to kind of do my thing in high school because the tension wasn't solely on me. So I understood that whole aspect of being in the right spot, sharing the ball, I mean, playing the right way. Um, that was instilled in me, you know, from the beginning. So yeah. when I got the cop, it's, you know, easy for me in terms of that. Yeah, it was kind of just there. You kind of just had to look. Yeah, I've always had to go a little bit more. Yeah, my, I mean, my feel for the game is probably my, I mean, one of my biggest attributes, I'd say. Um, having that four-point guard is, is really big, especially, but just as a player, you know, not specifically a point guard, having a good feel for the game is super important. Um, being able to know when to score, know when to yep. get guys involved. No, no, pick your spots. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing how to affect the game without scoring. Um, you know, being okay with that is a big thing that you gotta, you know, understand coming out of high school, going into college, especially. So So uh high school, uh you went to Culver. I actually have two younger siblings that go there. So like I'm like kind of familiar with it in a sense. Boys and girls. Um, I got a brother that plays hockey and then I got a sister that's what uh what unit is he in? Company C. I was in battery. Battery. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew a couple people over there. Yeah. You didn't go to Culver, did you? No, I went uh, to Cathedral. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what year did you graduate? 2020. So you Oh yeah. So you were there when our mom was there and Tisha Yeah, I saw you guys I saw you guys play them in bankers. Like mm-hmm. I think it was like I think it was Armand's senior year. I saw you guys play them in yeah. Bankers. I remember Trey had this like dunk on him or something. I can't, I can't remember who he dunked yeah. on, but like, he drove middle and just dunked. He didn't dunk on nobody, but everybody in the video was like doing a head tap. He, <laughs> he, he just dunk. I mean, it was a nice move and he crushed it for sure, but he didn't dunk on nobody. I mean, I've seen yeah. him dunk on people. I remember watching you in high school and you were just like, you could control the game so easily. Like, I just yeah, felt I, like you were so good at that in high school. High school was fun, bro. Like, once you figure out how to score in high school, like, everything is just, like, easy. Like, it's... Yeah. And then even easier for me because, you know, I'm playing with Trey, Deontay, Nick, like, Johnny. I wasn't even on the ball at the time, so I could really just chill and, you know, just try and score. Because Johnny was on the ball. I had to, you know, be on the ball. All the attention wasn't on me, so I could still kind of, you know, like you said, control the game from a different aspect other than scoring the ball so high school was fun bro. i was playing with i mean like how fun was it best. winning that state title because culver you guys brought them their was, first state championship ever how was that it was it was a dream come true bro like you gotta say i'm i'm doing it with people that i've literally grown up with like me trey deontay nick uh you know i've known johnny for forever henry blissick i've known all these guys like they're all local guys so doing it with people you know is that you were little and, you know, literally talked about this your whole life. Um, it was a, a dream come true, bro, something I'll never forget. Um, wish we would have got that second one, but, you know, getting one for sure is, I mean, once you win a state championship in Indiana, you know, you're you're valid. You're, yeah, you're like, you're one of the elite as soon as you get that. Like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to do. Um, there's so many schools. Like, there's so many. So many, t- I mean, so many good, good teams from you know all of, all around the state. Like, just when you think, you know, your city has got the best talent, you know, there's some other talent in other parts of the state that you don't even know about. Um, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, kind of what we were, um, up until you know we started making a name for ourselves and winning a lot. Yeah. You know, when I first got there, we were just. You know, we were all right my freshman year, but sophomore year, we were kind of making a little noise, but we were still that team up north. Um, and then junior year, obviously we won it. So kind of yeah, you guys you guys took off. I was you guys yeah. I don't know if you guys surprised people, but like 
people knew I you mean, guys we, had talent. Yeah, I mean, we just like we were just in the gym so much. Like I've I've never seen a group of guys be in the gym as much as we were. Honestly, like, and, and I'm not just saying that. Like after after we lost, um, it's funny we're doing a podcast. I did a podcast with uh, Trey Henry and Amari on Coast to Coast. Shout out Coast to Coast. Um, <laughs> I did a podcast with them, and Trey had brought up like after we lost the regional game sophomore year as soon as we got back literally on campus everybody went to the gym you know, we were all playing pickup and that just like shows you like like the dedication from yeah. sophomore years in high school like just sophomores and freshmen you know because we were all so young so just I mean, stuff you guys like wanted that, it you guys wanted yeah, it bad and we had access to the gym like Culver's like the perfect place to want to be in the gym all the time and have access to because you're literally right yeah. there everything with that yeah. walking distance, bro. So being in the gym for us was so easy because it was literally five minutes away. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's like there's like no excuses there. Like yeah, with my not, brother, like he's always in the hockey rink all the yeah. time. Like most all, of the bro. day he's there. Yeah, hockey, that's, I mean, yeah. It's yeah that's, that's different up there. Sure. But um, so you, you mentioned kind of Trey. What was your relationship like with him, like on the court, like chemistry wise, like how'd you guys compliment your games? Um, I mean, he's a guy that can do everything and I'm a guy that can do everything. And both guys who want to win, you know, who hate losing, I should say more than we want to win. So that was what drove us. Yeah. And just growing together, playing together, you know, AAU teammates for so long. Um, you know, I go up to Culver when we were little after AU tournaments and spend like weeks with him up there. So we just were so close already. Winning a state championship, you know, was just like something that we used to talk about. Um, so our chemistry on the court was just like what we used to do in the backyard, honestly. Like it yeah. was nothing like a surprise or like, dang, but we yeah. really play water. It's like <laughs> I've right, yeah. been playing with you since I was five, six years old. So yeah. we kind of knew. Um, Deontay, Nick, the same way. Like we all been playing with each other for so long, so it wasn't no surprise, bro. It was it might have been surprised to other people, but it wasn't a surprise um, to us at all. But yeah, now Trey, Trey made it easy for for everybody. I mean, everybody sees his score. Obviously, he could score the ball, but I mean, he's such a you know high IQ player. I mean. He's a coach's son number one, so you know that he's gonna be smart. But yeah. just his feel for me, you know, uh speaks volume in itself. Um, you know, the way he's able to affect the game in so many ways, rebound and defending. You know, he was scoring as much as he did, but always guarding the players, uh, I mean the other team's best player too. So uh, you know, he did a lot and it was yeah, it was fun playing with him. Sure. So how, what were some things that kind of t- key takeaways that you learned from being at Culver for four years that prepared you for the next level? Like, what are some things that you took and took it to college? Um, discipline for sure, time management, um, uh, work ethic. I give you three. Yeah, I feel like those are. Yeah. 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 Like you said, I mean, I so I'll just start with work ethic. Um, like you said, with everything being right there, you know, there's really no excuse for you not to work on your game, not to be in the gym. So it just yeah. taught me that it's like, all right, I got this access. Let me appreciate what I have. Number one, I know I'm fortunate to be in this position, be you know, at Culver academically speaks for itself, but having this access yeah. to the gym artist, that's something that I feel like a lot of high school players couldn't say, or they would have yeah. to call to somebody to get in the high school gym for me it's five minutes away so the work ethic was there because there was no other choice um and then you know the discipline that's kind of what cover hangers you know hangs his hat on yep the military side to it and it's not what like people think like drop and give me 20 like you you know whenever you bring up (laughs) cover everybody thinks like they're saluting mad you know being extra loud and you know, there's a slight aspect to that, but for the most part, it's just like discipline yeah. and teaching. Yeah. I mean, know. I know I definitely thought that for a little yeah. bit. 
Right, but it, I mean, because that's kind of what it sounds like. But it's 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 really just teaching you how to how to be <laughs> disciplined, how to lead, and how to follow. Um, that's something that took me a while to understand. But once I got it, um, you know, I definitely love Cobra, bro. It did so much for me as a person. Number one. Um, so how did you home. end up going to Culver for high school? Like, how did that kind of come about? Yeah, so like I said, I was playing with me and Trey's been. AAU teammates, me, Trey, and Nick, and Deontay have all been AAU teammates for, since we were, like, grade school, you know, so. And Coach Galloway was our assistant coach on that AAU team. So he was always, you know, just telling my family about Culver and how big of an opportunity it was starting, you know, third, fourth grade. And like I said, I was always going up there just spending time with Trey because that's where he lived. Um, so I yeah. was super familiar with campus just being a little kid. Um and I mean, I, honestly, it was like a no burner. Being away from home was, you know, because I went when I was 13. So being away from home was kind of an adjustment uh, for me, especially being that young. But, you know, once once Trey and Deontay and Nick got there, you know, my sophomore year kind of made it easier. And then, you know, I, I actually went into COVID with two of my best friends, Amari and Jordan. Um, So that definitely made it easier, too. And Henry. So it. You know, it's like a little brotherhood we got there. You know, we're all going through the same stuff, seeing each other every day. Yeah. You know, we're lip so it's it's a little brotherhood and you know, it's it ended up being, you know, one of the best decisions of my life. So Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 good. Speaking of decisions, you like when your recruitment kind of picked up, like what was your decision process kind of picking a school like how are you kind of evaluating like other schools from one another? Um, I mean, I wanted to go somewhere where I would be able to win number one. Like, I don't want to just go somewhere where I get 25, 30, like, and then be last in conference. Like that wasn't yeah. somewhere for its name because I'm trying to be at this certain school, this high major school, and then go sit. Yeah. And also yeah. like whatever. So, Number one, I wanted to win because that's what I came from. That's what I've always known. Um, and then two, I just wanted, you know, opportunity um, in a good, like, environment. So, B, you provided that for me. You know, I committed on my official, just being around the guys and the coaches. It was a good vibe. It was, you know, good people around me, um, a good family atmosphere. So, that's what I was used to from, you know, being around, being at Culver. So it was an easy choice after I after I committed. Coaches, what did you commit? Honest. You committed senior year, or did you commit your junior? Year? Yeah, early senior year in in October. Is it kind of nice to just commit, get that out of the way before the season before starts? The season, or have my, my coach was not. I mean, not super adamant about it, but he was like, you know, it's be a good idea for you to just get that out the way, so you don't got people asking you about it all the time. Or so I was in the back of your mind and. You stressing about that during the season, so it was good for me to get it out, get that out the way, so I could just lock in, um, and have a have a good senior season. And you know, I did just ended up losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not fun to lose. Like no, nobody wants to. Lose. Yeah, like I had an opportunity to tie the game up, and I passed it. That'll haunt me forever. Like but, when you miss like a shot that like you know would have won the game like how long does that kind of take you to get over that because like most people never get over stuff like that yeah I mean just like so my my freshman year I missed a shot in sectionals that would have tied it and you know in Indiana there's no shot clock so they went down there held the ball we had to foul yeah. we end up losing it's not even to say specifically that that shot lost us the game, but if we would have tied it, then it would have been one possession and they would have held the ball and probably would have won an OT. So I took that so personally. Like I literally went to the gym every damn near every single day and shot from that exact spot yeah. where I missed it. From that <laughs> exact spot. Like I would just get the gun right wing three. I would just shoot like 200 shots from that spot. So it, yeah. that kind of stuff just sticks with you. But I mean, Everybody misses even. I mean, that's how you learn. Like you make mistakes and you get better going forward. Not not being afraid to, you know, to be in that moment is is definitely something that I've yeah 
I've never, you know, struggled with being afraid, you know, to take a shot or take the last shot. I mean, I, I missed the game winner my freshman year in college against against Navy um, in conference play. Like, yeah. And that, that hurt, but I had like a Kawhi bounce and it ended up bouncing out. So, <laughs> I mean, it was what it was, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm always yeah. ready to take those shots and I've hit big ones in my career. I've missed a few big ones. So, I mean, like you said, trial and error, bro. I'm, I'm ready yeah. to shoot them. I want to touch on shot clock because you played in the EYBL for like a little stint. Like they yeah. had shot clock. So like, how was that kind of getting a preview of shot clock early before you go into college? It was great. I loved it. Made everything faster. Made you feel like you were, you know, playing a college game per se. Um, before you were in college, I mean, obviously AAU is no defense being played. So that's... <laughs> Biggest difference, but yeah, bro. I, I mean, I love the shot clock. I think every state in America should should have a shot clock, and I don't know why Indiana is dragging his feet on it, but I think Indiana for sure should, you know, put a shot clock in because it just speeds the game up. But nobody wants to see like, yeah, I mean, you know, holding the ball. You don't want to see, yeah. That's just old. Like it's nowadays it's nobody wants. So it'll just help the game, bro. It's. So for me, playing playing AAU with a shot clock was was dope. I mean, even now, like it's like I've been used to playing with a shot clock for so long. If I'm playing open gym or pickup or whatever, I'll scream shot clock when the possession is too long, just because like I'm yeah mentally just like that right now. Like somebody yeah. shoot the ball, it just slows down the game if there's no shot clock. So I love it. How did the EYBL like help you develop your game more and like kind of point out things that you were good at and like what you needed to improve on uh yeah bro it it helped me a lot because you're i mean you're playing high major division one guys and future draft picks every every single game so um for me it was just like all right this is the level you want to play at this is who you want to be up against um you know where where's my game as a rep so every every game it was like you know a different challenge for me to the opposing guard, um, you know, I wasn't really big in the rankings and seeing who was ranked where, but it was just, you know, who my matchup was that night. You know, I took that personally, um, being, you know, what I feel like an overlooked point guard. You know, I took those battles personally and tried to tried to just lead and do my part on that team. You know, obviously it wasn't for me to score 20 a night. We had McDonald's All-Americans and Jordan yeah. Bay, classic guy. So... My job was to kind of keep everybody involved and together and hit shots, you know, play hard and, you know, lead the team. So, you know, I feel like I did that, you know, to my, you know, to my best. But, yeah. What do you think was your toughest matchup when you were playing in the circuit? Uh, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, we didn't even get to finish that game, bro. But Tyrese Maxey, like, he – they cracked us. Like, they, they were up by, like, 20 the entire game. Everything he did was just – smooth like he wasn't even sweating like he was smiling the whole game you know trying to he just had you know pro moves to his game in high school and you know you notice that when you play into it it's just like different so I mean Tyrese for sure um let's see who else I mean oh yeah James Wiseman um, like I said, so I'm not really big in the ranking. So I obviously knew at the time he was number one player in the country, but yeah, yeah. At Peach Jam, I wasn't obviously focused on like, oh, that's the number one player in the country. He was ridiculous. So I got out there, right? Within the first three minutes, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's the number one player in the country, bro. Because <laughs> literally, like just just his presence on the court, like yeah, I mean, he's a seven footer. <laughs> and the dude's so tall, like you getting in the lane, he's affecting every single shot. Like he's gliding down the court, just stepping through everybody, getting rebounds. It's crazy stuff. Like not even so much scoring every single time, but just like his athleticism, his athletic presence on the court is just ridiculous, you know. So I was definitely like, all right, like that's the number one player in the country. But who do you think was the most like skilled player you ever saw? Like if you ever matched up, like who do you think's the most skilled? Most skilled player. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people. 
think. Yeah, I off the top of my head, I could just say like Scotty Barnes. Yeah, he, Scotty Barnes. He was athletically different, you know, at the time. Uh he kind of had everything in his bag. Um Christian Wofford was good. No, his little brother Trendon. Yeah, Trendon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Trendon. His little brother was nice. Um yeah, he's nice. him at at Boo Williams, you know, he talk a lot, but shit, he was cooking us, so they ended up winning. <laughs> um now nah, it was a good game, but they ended up winning. But he was, you know, he played all right. So um, but yeah, I mean, just like that, that's like what what the league wants right now. Like that size, that that six, yeah. seven, six, eight, hand the ball, shoot, pass, good IQ, good feel for the game. Like that's you know what you see in the league right now. It's not even yeah. A lot of guys, six two, six three point guards like this, they want all wings. So, just guys like that are always, you know, going to be the toughest, you know, to play against, and you know, the most fun to play against too, because they bring, you know, the scouts and the attention. You know, you could feed off yep. that shit. That I've got to, you know, walk in, see certain hands in the gym, and you know, that's going to team me up. So, yeah, definitely fun. Man. That's, I mean, that's what the EYBO does for you too. So, yeah, man. You know, what circuit's better? Like, there's, there's no yep. comparison. You are BL. And then whoever else. Like, and you can look at the draft numbers, too, in the last 10, 10 years. Like, it screams you are BL. So, yeah. Would, like, because, like, I know when you're playing games there, there'd be, like, you know, you'd see, like, Tom Izzo, like, Cal Perry, yeah. like, Coach K. Like, yeah. does that, like, fuel you even more to, like, do even better than like just because those guys are even in the gym. I mean, you gotta kind of take take it as like it's just another game that approach to it, but you definitely know like they're there. So I'm not like I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm just out there playing. I don't realize, you know, where I'm at, my environment. But in terms of the game, you kind of just gotta focus on the game, just focus on you doing what you do, because the moment you Start focusing on okay, there's Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State over there. Then you start wilding, looking, looking bad out there. So, just focusing on me doing what I do, and you know, but I, I definitely realized like, okay, damn, guys, I see on TV like, <laughs> I mean, KD like KD pulled up to our game, set court side at Peace Jam, um, against Team Takeover. They cracked us too, and I, I'm saying we got cracked a lot, but. Don't get it twisted. Like we were nice. We, we were like, we were nice. We just didn't put it all together in that short amount of time. You know, we got teams. You yeah, you know, we got mad talent. It's just we didn't get, you know, enough practices in and all of that. Like the other stuff that comes with basketball that paper doesn't always show. Um, but you know, we were nice. But yeah, now we played team takeover and we literally couldn't even warm up. We missed like six, seven minutes of our warm-up because KD's trying to get to his seat in, in the middle of our world. What? Six, seven yeah, like, minutes? That's how long? Because, you know, at Peace Jam, like, you only get, like, a certain – like, as soon as your, your game is up, they turn that clock on. It's, like, a solid 20 minutes or 15 minutes, however long you get to warm up. So we missed, like, five to six minutes of that because KD's trying to get to his seat in the center of the court, front front row. And everybody, you know, obviously there's a crowd, so I'm, you know – once KD That's... got to his seat, basically, <laughs> we we got to warm up. But just stuff like that. But that's that environment is just you know what you want as a as an athlete, as a basketball player, bro. Like, was the Peach what, Jam one of your highlights in your hat in your high school career for sure? For sure. I mean, because you're like I said, you're playing against the best. You get to watch the best. You get to be in the best environment. You know, nothing like you know, great, great hoops, you know, being around NBA legends. You got former players, current players, coaching teams on the sidelines, like, you know, just being around. So it, it's definitely like, what more could you ask for? And that's not just specifically EYBO. That's, you know, every, yeah. I mean, all, I mean these coaches, like these coaches go to all circus. Um, I mean, just when you, you see Patrick Ewing come in with a Georgetown shirt on, and then you realize, oh shit, that's Patrick Ewing. Like he's not just a coach. Patrick Ewing before he was, you know, the, the head coach of Georgetown. Um, just stuff like that, bro. It's stuff you'll never, you know, you never forget. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, fortunate to be able to 
I've experienced all of that in high school because it's a it's a select few, bro. It's not everybody don't get to be on those teams because it's you know it's the best of the best. So, so how was what was like the process of getting into the Peach Jam? Because like I know they only take a certain amount of teams. So like, how many wins yeah, did you yeah. have to have to like, qualify for it? Um, I don't know how many wins you had to have per se, but you just had to be in like the top two of your bracket, like your division. Okay. Um, I think top two or three, like or whatever, of of your division. And then if you had like a McDonald's All American or say like a Marvin Bagley, like one year his team was like two and fourteen in league play, but he made peace down because he's Marvin Bagley. Like yeah. you got a guy like that, like who has to be I mean, he's going to Duke, all those Nike ties. Like, he's obviously going to be in Peach. So, yep. but for the most part, um, you got to be in your top top two, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, we, t- I mean, it's tough to get in there. Yeah, Keon, Trace, like, I don't know. If we would have been – we would have been bad. I mean, we had some wins specifically in the Indianapolis. Keon and Trace, those are not bad players at all to have. As I'm saying, player. like, yo – <laughs> we had some wins in Indianapolis. Like we went four, no, we went three and one in Indianapolis, and we easily could have went one and three or two and two. We had some wins that could have swung the opposite way very quickly, very easily. So we might have been in a position to use our names. And Keon and Trace, I mean, like you said, those aren't bad players. So we could have <laughs> been all right. Could have snuck in there on on the simple fact of them being, you know, because that's that's how all of, you know that political stuff go, but. That's yeah. the that's the other but yeah. I think it's I think it's two, top two. Top maybe two. just something like that, yeah. Do you know how many teams like get in? Like per se, is it like sixteen or like is it big? Yeah, something like that. Something like something they like it, it's just like it's just like March Madness. Like they try and do it just like that. Like they and Peace Jams, bro, it's it's a lot going on too. Like it's not not just the games like it's, it's not just the game bro it's the environment it's like right right after the game like the crowd you trying to like get through everybody to go downstairs and then it's like super tight down there with all those teams getting ready to play eating doing all types of stuff like and then if you got heads in the building it's even more crowded because everybody's trying to go see them so it's it's a lot going on but it's it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's definitely a good experience to have, though, because, you know, you can kind of get used to blocking out all those distractions, especially it's when, so like, good. in college, exactly. like, there's a lot of people, like, screaming at you, like, college, yeah. like college it's nuts. Is so, like, you mm-hmm. played against Notre Dame this year. How was it going to South Bend and playing in Indiana? Because that was your first college game in Indiana, was it? First, yeah, first, first, first game back in the back in the state. Uh, we've been trying to get a game for a while, so just off. You the played pretty well. First, yeah, you I mean, well. like I was just so so happy to be home, bro. Like I hadn't <laughs> been in front of Indiana for for a while, and you know they, I had a bunch of family come out. You know, I felt the love definitely. You know, for sure that night, I had about like fifty. 50 to 70 people in attendance. Uh, you know, a bunch nice. of covert people came out. Just people I haven't seen in a while. People I, I didn't even know. Um, so, you know, I felt the love for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's why it was fun going back, bro, because I knew I was going to be in front of, you know, my people that I haven't, you know, that haven't seen me play, play in a yeah. while. You know, yeah. I wants to see you play on each level, you know, of your career. So for those people who haven't seen me play in college, only seen me play on TV, you know, it, it was nice to be able to play in front of them. And that game, you hit like four. You were like four for four from like three or like five for five or something. I mean, you didn't miss a three. So Something like that. No, no, I was, I think. I could have sworn you were perfect from three. I wasn't perfect. I was like, I got him up that game. I was like five for five for something. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, I shot it well, bro. I was just, you know, taking, taking open shots. Hitting, hitting shots, bro. It's nothing like crazy. I was just letting the yeah. game come to me. It's kind of how I play, bro. If the game calls for me to get sixteen to twenty, that's what I do. If the game calls for me to get eight and eight, that's what I do. Bro. I'm just trying to just trying to get W's. We didn't even win that game, so that's why I'm, 
Ain't really much yeah. to talk about. Like, played well, but yeah, fuck it, bro. So, would you say your three point shot is like the main strength in your game, like the strongest point? Um, I think one of them. I can get to the rack. I mean, I could do really whatever, but right now, I mean, I'm shooting the ball very well, so. And it's easy, like I said, just simplifying the game. Like it's easy to just shoot, catch and shoot shots, and just being ready to yep. shoot at all times. I know where to be on the court. I know my teammates, so it's just like being ready to shoot, being ready to knock down open shots. And then, you know, this year I'm able to create more for myself. So I've always had that in me, but you know, now really doing it consistently and being, you know, put in those situations, um, you know, it's it's definitely helped me help my game because um, just you know basketball is all about rhythm so the more you do things yeah. the more you become it so i'm yeah. just in a good rhythm right now. um just in a good what did rhythm. you work so, on during the summer like to kind of like improve from last year to this year like what were things you mainly worked on <laughs> yeah uh, shooting the ball for sure uh finishing around the rim and then just being able to read like you know specific situations um off of ball screens and then finding finding spots where I could be most effective, like always having my feet ready to shoot the ball and like reversals or when guys are attacking. You know, guys have a tendency to just relax or watch the ball. But honestly, if you're ready to shoot a lot at all times, you could still like six to nine points just if you could shoot the ball, just being ready yeah. to shoot, you know, you could still bucket. So like I didn't I didn't go out the way this summer, bro. I just kind of locked in on being efficient. Um, yep. You know, I'm not a guy that's gonna try and go out there and take 15 shots. Like I don't, I don't need 15 to to get 30. Like if I'm scoring or if I'm playing well, it's usually because I'm efficient. Like I'm not shooting a whole bunch of yeah. shots. And I find myself on that because you know it's just no reason to, you know, when you know the game at a certain level, when you're playing with you know other guys who make the game easier for you, you know. Yeah, there's no need to overcomplicate it. No need to overcomplicate it because then you get to looking crazy. So, you know, I play yeah. with really, really good other basketball players, you know. We got a really good team. So it's yeah, it's easy for me to kind of pick my spots and do what I do because I'm, I'm around a lot of good players who also know the game at a high level. And that's all that college is. So professional sports is, you know, the higher you go, the smarter, you know, smarter dudes are. So. That's all it is. I didn't like go home and do nothing crazy. You know, I tried to get stronger, tried to get my my ankles right. For sure, you know, I battled some injuries last year, so I tried to lock in on my body and just make sure there was nothing, no, you know, tweaks or nothing. But yeah. it was nothing like crazy. I went in and did or said I had to do this to do, you know, to get this accolade or whatever. I just yeah. locked in on stuff. I, you know, I usually locked in and just focus more on efficiency um, this summer, so I can pick my spots better and just become more effective. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the most underrated part of your game that kind of gets overlooked a lot, in your opinion? Man, my post defense. <laughs> these fours, these fours, be trying to post me up. And honestly, if you check my resume, you go and re you go and watch the film. I don't get scored on in the post by fours. A lot of people switch one through four. Or a team that switches one through four. Say so we'll switch one through five sometimes because our bigs can guard. You know, especially in the past, we've had bigs who can stay in front. So, but yeah, man, like fours still like see me and think, all right, I'm just go to the post, and either they don't get the ball or they don't score. Like. And a lot of guys complain where it's like, yo, if you can't get the ball, like, what are we talking about? That's not like you're not <laughs> stopping. It's like, bro, if you if you can't get the ball, then if I'm making it so hard for you to get the rock, then how are you gonna score? So I yeah, definitely yeah. pride myself pride myself on not being a guy that can just get posted up easily. Um, because that that changes the game if you know you're yeah, that guards, does guards can guard fours, um not I mean, there's no point guard stopping a five, but, you know, making it tough on a five to get the ball and just being in situations like that where you can make it tough on a five. But, yeah, definitely being a, a guard that can switch is one through four, boy, it helps your defense so much. So, I mean, especially now, since the game is like every player is so versatile now, like you kind of have to yeah. be able to guard 
one through yeah. four because like like you said the switches and like everything that right. goes on that's our league too you know specifically you know it, a lot of fours are like that that kind of prototypical wing you know six 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 seven six eight kind of handle it a little bit shoot it a little bit um so <laughs> it just being able to guard guys like that you know helps helps a lot because you don't got to worry about doubling the four. And then if you got a five that you really got to worry about, sometimes doubling the five, like you just keep everybody on everybody, you just, you know, slows down the game defensively because defense, you know, when teams start looking bad defensively, when we start looking bad defensively, it's literally because we're in rotations. Like the ball's yeah. not being kept. You know, no one's containing the ball. So then we start flying around, you know, or if we got a double, say – if I can't guard a four, and we got to double right away. It's just gonna put us in a rotation if that guy can pass. So it just it eliminates stuff like that, which helps you, you know, win games. And that's not always that stuff that will show up on the stat sheet, but you know that stuff helps for sure. I feel like most teams like play man. Like you see zones sometimes. Like do you guys ever run zone, or are you guys always just try to play man? Um, I mean we. We play man to man like ninety percent of the time. If we're playing zone this sport for a specific reason, um, maybe a team can't shoot it like that, so we're gonna, or we're trying to finish out the, I mean, close out the end of the half, so we'll throw it, throw a zone at them just to you know, slow them down a little bit, make them think. But uh, yeah, we definitely not like going into the game playing zone, but we got it in our bag if we need it. I think it's something yep. that you should play in, in colleges and like zone. It's like all matchup zone. So you're you're playing zone, but honestly, when the ball gets to the top of the key, it's matchup anyway. So it's uh, I mean, not top of the key, but free throw line. Like the ball gets thrown in there, it's just gonna match up. So yeah, we play a little, um, but not too much, not too much at all. So you guys started conference play like just recently. Sorry, guys... Friday. Friday. Friday? Who do you think is going to be your toughest, like, test in conference? Uh, shit, man, we'll see. I mean, Navy beat us last year, so, I mean, you got to say them off the rip. They put us out, so Friday's game is definitely one I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, And obviously Colgate, who has won, you know, the last five of five. Um, and then – I think Army, they still got Rucker. So, you know, he he's nice. Uh, they got a yeah. nice team. So I think those those three. But I mean the Patriot League is, you know, anybody could could kind of do anything. Um never want to overlook anybody. So Yeah, I mean a lot yeah. of people overlook like those mid majors. I mean, there's a lot of good players. Like yeah, in those no, it's, major conferences, there's so many. It's a ton of talent, bro. It's like it's a ton of talent. People get so caught up in the like high major stuff, and I honestly like you. I I did too as a kid. Like you, you want to yeah get to a high major, and I mean sometimes like some of these kids are just waiting on high majors when you got mid majors that want you. Um, you know, focusing on the name and not like people who yeah. want you and still knowing that you can develop here and, you know, if, if you're good enough, they're going to see you, you know what I'm saying? Wherever the NBA overseas, like if you're good enough, people are going to see you. So yeah, there's a bunch of talent, bro. The only true, true difference is athleticism um, and, and height. And then like yeah. mid-major offense versus mid-major, I mean, high-major offense, like it's a little different. Like you get to play more high-major, like it's just based on like your talents and, all of that, and in mid-major, you're kind of running a few more sets, but that's yeah. honestly, like, the real differences, bro. Like, it's nothing crazy. Like, and I think that's... I mean, like, if you explain, if I'm, like, interpreting it correctly, you're kind of saying that, like, mid-major is, like, a smarter game, and then, like, higher majors kind of, like, relied on, like, natural ability a little bit. I could be wrong, but... Uh, like in I a mean, sense... In a sense, like, I mean, yeah, you could say that. I just meant it more so like the the coaches just kind of let them be like, more free. Yeah, be more free. Like it's 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 more like freelance and just putting you in 
spots or situations to for your talents to to show instead of like calling plays or sets every single time bro but yeah. i mean there's a lot of major coaches that don't call out of sets you know it's just about the coach's philosophy so i wouldn't say like smarter but i definitely see what you're saying though yeah yeah what, what's your main goal as a basketball player like where like what's one goal that you've always had that you want to accomplish like in your career it's an nba NBA. It's never gonna it's never gonna change. As long as that ball bouncing, as long as I can still hoop, um, as long as the opportunity's still there, get to the NBA. So it's a whole bunch of roster league nowadays. Um so yeah. It's not saying that I wouldn't go overseas and make money and kill. Yeah, yep. get into the league. Get into the league for sure. It's always always the ego. So have you been thinking like beyond next season? like what you're going to like do like what you're trying to pursue uh not no nah, not too much right now i'm just focused on you know this this group of guys that i'm playing with you know for the last time you know this is the last time we're going to be together so i'm really cherishing yeah. that for my guys um and focusing on my time here there's too much going on for me to think further than that bro i just be trying to take it day by day we yeah so much exactly. practice and travel um school you know thankfully we got a little break right now but yeah school starts school will be you know top priority so yeah i've just been focusing on you know the present i think that that helps me you know some people yeah. can think about the future and still be able to stay in the present but for me um i know that you know what helps me the most is just staying in the present focusing on what you know what's in front of me so yeah just been doing so I know it's early in the year, but what's been your favorite moment of the season so far? Um, our win against Marist. It was a, it was a road kill, man. It was a, a hostile environment. Fans was talking shit. It was good environment <laughs> in there, and we, we came out with the W. I think we won by two points. Uh, I hit two free throws. You know, to put us up by two. We closed it out. Um. I missed a layup, and then Walt got a tip in, you know, to win the game. So we just found a way to win, and that's, like, what you want to see from a group of seniors, um, you know, in, in November. Like, it, it is early, and no team is, like, at their best form and shape in November, so you can't really weigh it too heavily. But from a group of guys that's been together as long as we have and, you know, had a lot of close games, finished a lot of close games, that was definitely a good one to – pull out on the road so that's probably my favorite so have you been in an ncaa tournament i haven't bro we we were going and then COVID. so oh, that's, yeah i mean that's yeah my bad my boomer right now um that's that's definitely the second goal like after the league is to get to the ncaa tournament and there's nothing like Walking across the court, seeing that March Madness and, you know, those brackets on the floor, bro. It's a different yeah. feeling. Something I was this close to my freshman year, um, but it got snatched away from us. Still got the ring, though. But the experience was, was was taken away. So getting back to March Madness, for sure, is something that we got to do. And we got the talent, too. So it'll be a good conference season. I, ho I hope to see you. I hope to see you in there. Yeah, bro. Me, shit, me, too. I want it bad, you know, more bad than anyone for for this group specifically bro because we like i said been through a lot we've had the talent to win the championship the last three years and you know things just haven't you know fallen together all the way so this year we're trying to put it put it together bro and we got a we got a good chance to so yeah i'm excited it's, it's the best time of the year we get to just lock in on basketball there's no school yeah you know for yeah. you just get the hoop so i'm excited to get going I got one one last question, just one. Um, so how would you describe yourself as a basketball player? Uh, I think I'm just a hooper, bro. Like nothing, nothing, nothing more to it. You know, there's there's hoopers and there's basketball players. You know, there's there's a difference. And if you're a hooper, you know. So I I think I pride myself on my my IQ, like I said, my feel for the game. Um 
and then just being ready for the moment. Like I'm a guy that embraces, you know, those big moments. Like I said, hitting big shots, being in that environment. Like I'm a guy that that loves that shit. So um I think that that defines me because you can see it through my play, you know, when I'm out there. You see my passion for the game. You can see, you know, my want to be in the moment, you know, when the moment comes. You know, all of that is just stuff that's been trained into me since I was little. You know, I've yep. been doing this shit for I'm young. I'm only 20, but I've been playing basketball since I was three. So Yeah. Um I love this shit. And I think you can I think you can see it when I play. So just just that, but my my feel for the game and my passion. I think that you can see that for sure. Hey, that's good. That's good, bro. Um, is there anything else you want to say before I close this out, man? Uh shit, nah, bro. Just be coming. In the words of Deion Deion Sanders. <laughs> I'm excited for this conference. Bro. I gotta we'll be tuned in. But um, this is going to go ahead and do it uh, for today's episode of the Take Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jackson Brilson, uh, and this is Ethan Watts. Uh, make sure to subscribe, uh, like the channel, uh, comment, and share. Uh, Spotify version will be in the description. Um, and then check out my social media as I'm going to pop them up on the screen. Um, and then check out the take.sport.blog where my sports articles are going to be at. Uh, link in the description for that. Um, but this has been another episode of Take Podcast, and you guys take care. Thank you for hopping on, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I had a blast doing this. Appreciate you for having me. Oh,